Welcome to In the Mood for Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things romance books. My name is Bonnie from Bond Reviews Books on Instagram and TikTok, and with me is Shawnee from Shawnee Reads. Hello. And Mary from The Vibrarian. What's up, guys? What's everyone in the mood for this week? I missed last week, so I feel like I don't know what's going on, and it's I have FOMO. Oh, yeah. Did you um, go to any, like, fun bookstores? Where'd you go? What'd you do? Oh, yeah. We went to, um, so we went to, like, the Vail Beaver Creek area in Colorado and did a little girls trip weekend. And I did find a really cool store in this town called Edwards, which is where we were staying. And I was, like, so pleasantly surprised by their romance selection. I just feel like... I mean, it was better than, like, most of the Barnes and & Nobles and stores by me. Like, it was just very, like, curated and so good. And I kind of forgot, like, Colorado was, like, a pretty – probably evenly split, but pretty liberal place, especially some of those, like, small mountain towns. And they had, like depends – Depends on where in Colorado you end up because it's also, like – Literally the most Christian place, like, on the planet. <laughs> I know. And it's so funny because it's like there's this huge juxtaposition of all these different backgrounds there, I feel like. But this this store, and especially when I first looked it up online, it had somebody, somebody gave it one star and was ranting about the fact that there was like a gender, a book about gender in there and like identifying with different genders and everything. And they were like, children shouldn't have to be subjected to this in a bookstore. And I was like, oh, I'm going to like this bookstore. So um, they had such a good selection and like a huge highlight of like queer and BIPOC books and everything. So I was just like, this is amazing. And they just had a lot of romance books that I'm like, you don't always find. Um, Okay. That's fun. Yeah. Did you pick anything up or is how's your book buying ban holding? So the only book that I bought oh actually God. I bought two books. The first book was the Oh fuck, the one by Joe Segura Segura. Oh my god. Writers Raiders of the Lost Heart. Raiders of the Lost Heart. So I picked up Raiders of the Lost Heart because I found it in the airport. And I had been looking for it in December awesome. and couldn't find it at any of the bookstores near me. So I counted it as... That's weird. It's like it's like a Berkeley release, right? I know. I couldn't find it even at Barnes & Noble. And I was like, That's what crazy. the hell? <laughs> also, what airport was that? Because that was... They had such a good selection. That was like the biggest airport bookstore. <laughs> oh, it's such a beautiful bookstore, right? It looks... It looks like um, there's a in at Logan in Boston. There's a like it looked like like it's like a Hudson Books instead of Hudson News or something. It looked exactly yeah. Bad. And they have like a decent romance selection too. I always check it out when I happen to be in that terminal. But I know I was so impressed. That was um that was in Newark Airport. Oh yeah, yeah in Terminal A, I think I was in um and. Yeah, I was, like, so pleasantly surprised. And I so I found that book, and I was like, you know what? I'll let myself buy it because, like, I was trying to buy this last year, and I just simply could not find it at any of the bookstores. Um, so I got it. And then the only other book that I bought was one for my husband at that cool bookstore. Okay, nice. So I actually crushed it. 
Hell yeah. And I didn't buy myself books. But I really had no room in any of my bags. Nice. Good job. What did you get for uh, Mr. Bond Reviews books? Um, Mr. Bond Reviews books is a huge Beatles fan. And there's this Paul McCartney book that came out about all the lyrics of Beatles songs. And, like, it's really cool. And so it goes through each song and he talks about, like, what the lyrics are about and how they wrote it and stuff like that. He was a – he loved that documentary that came out recently. And so and he's just, like, a huge um, nonfiction and music reader. So I thought he'd love that. So I got that for him. Well, um, it's – Actually, I could actually like talk about what I'm in the mood for, what I've been in the mood for, because you mentioned nonfiction. I'm re- I just read, I read a nonfiction book between yesterday and today, which is like the first nonfiction book that I've read in a really long time. And like I used to read only nonfiction, so but this was like the book is called The Wager by David Gran. Mm-hmm. It's also one okay. of the only books that have been written by men that I've read in a really long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read I read uh, the Anthony hey, Doerr book uh-huh. that came out maybe like two years ago, but that's probably the only one. Uh, anyway, so... It's, Anthony Doerr, is, is it like Cloud Cuckoo Land? Yeah, that's exactly what I... that That's exactly what I read, yeah. Yeah, Justin loved that book. It's really good, but it's also a little crazy. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so so this book is by David Grant, who wrote Killers of the Flower Moon, and like he's done a bunch of like historical mm-hmm. nonfiction books. Um, but I happened to pick it up because I remember seeing at Barnes and Noble, it was like Barnes and Noble Book of the Month, maybe for like November or something. And I was on, and I was like, oh, like it's about like a shipwreck in the 1700s, and I always love those stories because they're like. So- fucking crazy it's like they went off and they came back in seven years everyone thought they'd been dead for to their families for six years and but they're just like crazy survival stories and i love those so then i was looking for something else on libby and i always check on libby i don't know if you guys have this but there's the skip the line feature at least in it, it like at least in some of my libraries that i have a card for um basically it's like uh recent releases that you can just grab immediately so you don't have to like hold them but for like wait for like weeks and weeks and weeks and this the audiobook for that one was available and I was like oh cool so I I read that and it was like it's really interesting and it's always like like I'm a history person like I've always loved history um and that story is like another one of those like crazy how did they survive, like, being stuck in the Drake Passage for three months kind of things. And then there's mutiny, and then boats sink, and then they live on an island off the coast of Brazil for six years. And then they're like, okay, we finally built a boat, and we can sail back to England. Um, So just, like, a crazy story of survival. But um, I don't know if you guys have been on Cruise Talk, where that, like, nine-month around-the-world cruise has been making its way around the world no i've i heard like i heard i saw a discourse about like it was like discourse about the discourse kind of thing and i just like, yeah. look i didn't follow up on it at all so in yeah this. i um so i've been like seeing some of the videos but like for the 
because there's obviously people on the on the cruise who are documenting this stuff on TikTok, and they there was they've been like literally like I think like last weekend they were going through the Drake Passage on that cruise, and it's like everyone's just like miserable and terrible. But they were in the Drake Passage for like. 48 hours so i was like thinking about that when i was reading this book where they were literally they like couldn't get out of there for like uh like literally three months or something like that and i was like all the people who are like now complaining about this <laughs> the drake passage being terrible on tiktok what if you were uh like a british midshipman in the 17 you are in like a disgusting smelly man of war with 700 other people and you're stuck in the Drake Passage for three months. So we have become weaker as a species is my conclusion from all of this. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I haven't like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like not vibing. I started The Bride by Ali Hazelwood. Oh. And... Not uh, I'm. It's like not grabbing me somehow, and this is the problem with first person, only one POV books, <laughs> where I'm like, who's this guy? You know, because it's only from. <laughs> so it's really hard. Like it's harder for me to get into the book because I'm like I don't care about him because I know nothing about him because she doesn't know anything about him, yet. So it's i'm like maybe like 35 percent in i'm like reading it like in bits over um as i'm going to bed but it's the writing is considerably better than the last book of hers oh, that i read yeah. and it's it's not so like forcibly funny like it's actually kind of funny like it's like much drier than her previous books are and her this fmc isn't like kooky oh i don't know what's going on in the world kind of character so <laughs> it's she's a little bit more um backboned <laughs> if you will yeah um, but nothing has really happened in sort of the paranormal really so i'm looking forward to how she's going to handle that so but it is better and if I might start rumors about Allie Hazelwood actually being a pen name for ghostwriters because the writing is so different. Where do these rumors come I from? I was going to ask if we wanted to talk about this. <laughs> well, it's like when her second book came out, she was like... Everybody was saying that she at least she had gotten a ghostwriter or like was co-writing or something. like. I mean, uh, it's obvious that the love hypothesis, for example, was like much... It wasn't, like, edited that much. Like, it came out from the fanfic and it just got edited to be, like, a traditional romance. Um, or I don't even know if it was, like, published as a as a full AU. Um, but it the writing from that book, maybe it just didn't get as hard of an edit as her other books have gotten. But the writing is, like, actually pleasurable to read in this one. So... I'll, you know, I'll keep you guys posted as how that goes. But Bonnie, you liked it, right? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I I felt similar to you in that I felt like it was a lot more, the humor was there for me. Whereas in some of the other books, I was kind of like, all right, this is like cutesy, but it's like kind of cringy or like not kind of uh, trying to be funny whereas I felt like 
bride was just genuinely funny and sarcastic and witty and like I like the care the the FMC misery is genuinely very she has a backbone like you said she pushes back a little bit more and like I yeah. don't really give anything away but there's like I feel like part of the love confession in that book and everything like things that happen between the couple where normally in like some of her earlier books I know how the characters are going to react I was like oh fuck is this one gonna play the same route and do the same fucking thing as all her other FMCs and I feel like she just went in a completely different direction and I was like oh okay I'm like pleasantly surprised at where you're taking this character so I appreciated that a lot more yeah I'm I'm curious to see like I mean I'll, I'll finish it I'll read it um but I'm curious to see where how the story develops because it it if I feel like the way it starts is that you just get dropped in and it's like this is what's happening and there's like no pre you're so in the fmc's head in the book that like there's no sort of expo as to like how this world works it's that like you learn as you go on which like every book is like you learn more about the world as you go on but with this one it's literally like it's literally just like there's humans and there's vampires and there's werewolves and this is just like you are now in this scene so i'm i'm kind of like i think that's also why i'm having a harder time getting into it because i'm like i have no idea what this world looks like like 30 percent in yeah. and we're finally talking about how like specifically like which uh species can't like intermarry or intermingle or whatever but that's fine it's better than her previous stuff for sure yeah <laughs> at least in my opinion so bonnie what are you in the mood for so i finished the redemption <gasps> by nikki sloan which is book four in the filthy rich american series <laughs> and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> like, it was so good. I was like, by book three, I was like, okay, you have pushed me really fucking far here. Like, am I going <laughs> to actually be able to, as much as I loved McAllister the whole time for being, like, the absolute worst person ever, um, like, I was like, she actually has to redeem him now. And I was, like, really interested to see what that looked like. Um, and she did such a good job. I love the FMC in the book. Nice. And I last night I, I should have messaged you because last night I started the temptation because I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Um, I am literally downloading it right now because I have a flight yes. in the morning and I'm gonna finish the book I'm reading to, right tonight. So I'll uh, okay, perfect. I'll probably read the whole thing on the plane. Please message me because I'm so into it um i think i'm only like 25 or 30 percent in or something it's a little bigger than the other ones i want to say it's like all uh, in the 370 range maybe i could make it yeah i'm happy about that because like you know in the earlier books you know a lot of the other characters but we don't know vance hardly at all yeah so there's a lot to build on there. So I'm very excited. So I had I had finished the redemption and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna wait for the temptation. I have to stop and read Wild Love by Elsie Silver because I wasn't just gonna let that sit on my fucking Kindle. <laughs> yeah. So and by the way, the only just for anyone who listens to this, the only way that I got that is because I 
she added me to her merch team. I did a review of that on TikTok. I obviously don't want to say much because it doesn't even come out till April. But like, it, I just like can't believe how much I love single father romances. Like, I don't know what it is about small town and single dad, but it is just hitting so hard for some reason. Um, and so I'm very excited for that release now and that series just because like it's, I think, similar to Chestnut Springs, obviously, in ways. But I think the cast of characters is hopefully going to be like kind of revamped and a little different. Also, this book was fucking so spicy. Um, <laughs> like, I, I mean, Elsie isn't like not spicy. No, but. I mean, you know, I noticed when I read Chestnut Springs that she has like a formula where generally nothing happens before the 50% mark, right? I don't know if you noticed this. Hopeless <laughs> broke that a little, but most of the books you get to like 50% and nothing has really happened between them. Maybe they've kissed. I want to say heartless things happen before, but, and technically in Reckless too. Hot tub and like the maze scene. Yeah. So like that, but they're not like hooking up. You know what I mean? Before that. Okay. So, and in this one, she stays true to that. But then after the 50% mark, it was like, all bets are off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's like the spare. Like literally it's like nothing. And then at 50% and they're just like fucking for the rest of the book. You're like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like that in the air, but, like, not quite. No, the air is not as much as... I feel like the spare, she really... It's it's spicier, like, on-page spice. In the air, it's a lot of, like, oh, we... Like, the like we just hooked up, and then now it's, like, the moment after. Like, there's a lot of that. Like, basically, like, implying that they are constantly having sex once they start having sex, but it's not on-page. Yeah. But there's also more going on, like, emotionally, and, like, it's, like, way better. Like, the rest of it is way better written, so she doesn't have to, like... Yeah. The, yeah. I felt like the spice and, and, and that, the spare was, like, kind of a crutch. Not really, because it was, yeah. like, better. It was definitely the best written part of that book was her spice, and so, kind of, like, she was just getting there, and then she was like, all right, we got five straight chapters of different scenes. Which I was on board. I was like, yeah, let's go. Um, But the air, I feel like, starts heating up with they, like, kiss a lot sooner and, like, realize they're attracted to each other a lot sooner. Um, As opposed to – because the spare is, like, friends to lovers. So they, like, have this – yeah. A lot of pining. Like, that's, like, what is going on. Versus in the air, there is a lot of pining, but there's, like, immediate attraction. And they're, like – yeah, so that's cool. Um, but, yeah, immediate attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't finished that one yet. I've just been like floundering right. everywhere. So I have. I, I got to like maybe seventy percent of that, and then yeah. I was like, Meh, not in the mood anymore. <laughs> I'm reading like books at the same time. It's, everything's great today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But so everyone's gonna be excited for Wild Love. Should be excited. I I think it was I don't know what to I don't want to say too much but like I also thought it was like well no because she's they say this on the cover so it was like um 
like the description says that he some girl shows up on his doorstep and is like you're my dad um and he's like doesn't know what the fuck to do about that so i thought this was an interesting take on i just haven't read many books like that the only single father books i've read are like ones where it's like he was a single dad who's like divorced and this is his kid or something so yeah so it's like so you get the relationship with the daughter that he hasn't known and then with the fnc yeah so I felt like that was cool because I was like, oh, there's like so much more to this story. And I really enjoyed that. Um, so like, for example, in Heartless, I feel like you kind of get attached to like Willa's relationship with Cade's son. And so that's like a little dynamic in there. And I felt like this one was like expanded even more because the child's older and there's the relationship dynamic of like. Yeah, of like the child coming into his life. So yeah, I really, really like that. Nice. That was cool. And then yeah, so like I said, I'm doing the temptation. I still need to start oh. City of Salvation. I got so sidetracked. Yeah, top top. Yeah, I know it just comes out in two days. Now I have the paperback, and I'm like, well, might as well. And oh my god, I got spicy artwork for it. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually like really, 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 <laughs> really wanting to read like fantasy next. So. I had downloaded and just randomly started the book of Azrael. Oh, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard like raving things and then like terrible things. Same. It's, there's like, but I was like, yeah, I just like really wanted to jump into some kind of like random fantasy. And that one I had downloaded on my Kindle like a while ago. And I was like, all right, I'll just like open this and try it. I had seen someone talking about it recently. So it's, um, it's confusing as fuck. I forgot what it's like to start fantasy books <laughs> in your life. <laughs> You're like, oh my God. T- pay attention for the first 20%. What do you mean? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like highlighting everything. I'm like, this is probably important. This is probably important to remember. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. Anyway, Mary, what are you in the mood for? Yes. Um. So, Definitely in the mood to read The Temptation. I'm almost done with City of Salvation. I got to, like, the climax, basically, and then was like, oh, I don't want it to end. And so I've been, like, like a chapter at a time. Uh, but I then I was like, oh, shit, okay, I need to um, uh, I need to read it, and I have a flight tomorrow. Um, and so I was like, screw it all. Like, that. that's perfect. That's, like the perfect time to, uh, to wrap that up. So super stoked about that. I'm total. I really love it. It's way different than what I was expecting it to be. Um, it's definitely a lot more emotional, um, than what I thought for sure. And it's super cute. What is this? Um, Mr. Vibrarian and I went on a little trip this weekend and he, we had to drive like six hours and he was like, Oh, like let's, you know, try to make like, because we both get stressed out driving long distances. And most of the time when we have to travel, it's kind of like an obligation. Like if we're driving some somewhere, it's like, you know, we're going to see family. Uh, and it's like, we, of course we want it, want to go generally, but there's always that aspect of like, ugh, like gotta go for a drive. We're just not like road trip people generally, but he was like, let's do like, let's make it fun. Like maybe we could listen to an audiobook or something. And he had previously mentioned 
because a lot of times we'll do like podcasts and stuff on drives um and like we love to talk and so but he had mentioned he was like oh like yeah. previously like maybe we could listen to like one of your books or something when I had started listening to audiobooks earlier this year or at the beginning of last year and so I when he said that I was like oh what kind of audiobook were you thinking of and I was like maybe nonfiction or something and then he like he was like oh I don't know maybe like a thriller and for some reason I had already kind of had Butcher and Blackbird in the back of my mind and so I was just like maybe let's that could be fun. Like we could do that. And, um, I know that I talked to, talked about this last week. I forgot because I haven't listened to last week's episode yet, <laughs> but Bonnie doesn't know that um, this is for Bonnie's benefit. So, um, we, uh, we drove down and we started butcher and blackbird. Um, and he was like, I'm super down. Like, that sounds fun. Like, let's try it out. And it was like perfect timing. The like, he was like super into it. I wasn't like totally sure if he was enjoying okay. it at first. He seemed into it like right away. Like he was like laughing at the jokes and stuff like that. And then he was like pretty quiet. And I was like, Oh, I don't really know if he's like really enjoying this or not, but I don't really want to say anything because if I ask him if he's enjoying it and he says that he's not really enjoying it, then I'll be like, okay, we can change it. But I was like, I was enjoying it. So I just like, didn't say anything. And then uh, something happens and he's like, oh my God, I know what's about to happen. Like, and I was like, oh, he's engaged. Like he's like into this. He's like asking questions and stuff. And then um, we got to the like spice. Yeah. Like right before we got to our hotel. Like nice. it was like a chapter of spice. <laughs> and then we got to the hotel. And so we were like stoked. So yeah. that worked out really well. And then like the timing on the way back of finishing the book and he was like, oh, like, okay, so like, what do, what do you think like is happening? And like, and we like turned it, we uh, like we're switching back and forth between um, listening to the NFL playoff games and the book, uh, like depending on the service that we had and like, what was going on in the games. And so the timing worked out really well that we were able to finish the last part of the book, like in between the afternoon and the evening game and then during halftime of the evening game. So like that like worked out well, but in those like breaks of watching, of listening to football and uh, not listening to the book, we were like talking about theories and stuff of what was going on. And so he was like, and then at the end he was like, I enjoyed that like way more than I was expecting to. And then yesterday he was like, okay, wait, let's talk about everything that we thought about it. And so that was, and then like, we like agreed on like pretty much everything. And so that was like really fun and cool. I still, the spicy parts were, I thought the spice was like good. And one of the things that he said that he was like, some of the dirty talk was like kind of intense. He was like, I, he's like, I don't really know about this. And then also like, there's like in the kind of first scene of them together, Rowan, the MMC is like describing all of the things that he's going to do to her at a later date. And a lot of times I don't like it when they do that because it's, it's, I feel like a lot of times it's not, they don't actually do it. They're just like yapping and then that doesn't actually end up happening later. All of the things that he says he's going to do to her, he does on page almost either immediately after he says it or it happens later in the book. So I was like, okay, but 
a lot of times to me, it's like a cop out of the author where they're like, oh, I'm just going to like info dump all of the spice that's supposedly going to happen. And then like, it, that doesn't happen. And I'm like, I would rather you focus on the scene and yeah. give us the spice that's happening right now than during the spicy scene, describe a bunch of other things that you don't end up doing. Like, what the hell? <laughs> that? That's not what happened in this book. Just as a disclaimer. Mary's sitting there like, I have been given a checklist. <laughs> you better work off all of the things. Yeah. No. And she fully does, like, and more. So that was, like, that was cool. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I kind of wish that, like, I, I would have enjoyed it better, like, reading it with my eyes. Like, I still, the spicy audio isn't, like, definitely not my favorite thing. This was good like it didn't cr- it didn't make me cringe in at all which is which is good but it doesn't hit like as hard as like read I don't know there's just something something about it yeah I get it because I think it's like more that like you know you're listening to actors like but if you're reading the book you can like immerse yourself yeah. into it a little bit more do you know what I'm saying exactly I think like, that's what it is I don't, I don't like I don't that's it that's like the only way I can describe it. it's like it's like you're not as immersed in it necessarily no that's that's exactly what it is. It's not as immersive and you're like a little bit like, yeah. So, um, still had a fantastic time. So that's what's kind of been in the mood for. I'll be on the lookout for more, um, more audiobooks that he will like too. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. We'll turn it. We'll turn Hunter into a spicy romance reader yet. (laughs) Yes, it'll be great. But I was like, so when when my husband read, he read "It's Happened One Summer" by Tessa Bailey, which is like a very good like intro to a spicy mm. contemporary. And he read it, and he was just like, he's got his like like specifically talking about the spicy stuff. He was like, he's like so coherent right before he says anything because like that's that is exactly, just not what goes on exactly. in your head at that point. Yeah. That's exactly- <laughs> I did love hearing this, like what Hunter, when he was like, no, like I, cause I always like it, it when you're reading it, you're like, oh man, this is like so hot, but that's because there's so much dialogue a lot of the time. Yeah. Whereas like normally during real sex, you're not, right. you're not having like a full on dialogue the entire time. <laughs> I mean, maybe some people are, and to you, if that's right. you, that's great. But like, I was, I was like, this isn't generally how well, it goes his, down. His reaction was also to the internal uh, yeah. dialogue, like the internal monologue of the MMC, and he brought it up like after the first part, and then he brought it up again, where he was like, "Yeah, I, I feel like this is definitely like." I know it's written for women like and it's written by a woman and so it's like written in a certain way because this is like what women want to think is going on in a guy's head he's like it is not as eloquent as this like at all and I was like that's true but also like if you had to write down what was going on in your head could it be somewhat along those lines like maybe not like the word specifically but like because one of the things he called out was like in the first scene of the fmc and mmc interacting she's like eating barbecue and has like and he's like describing the way that like her hand is like holding like a rib and the way that like her mouth is like moving around it and stuff like that and i'm like 
you might be picturing that, but if you had to like elucidate on what you were imagining in your head, I mean, that's likely the words that you would use. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like that, I mean, if you have to put it, if you have to put it into words, that's what it is, but it is in, as he's experienced it, it's much more primal being like, uh, hand mouth dick licking like that like it's like one word and then but then but he was like it was accurate that the every like very eloquent thing that the that arrow in the mmc was thinking was punctuated by him looking back at her boobs and saying no bra because she wasn't wearing a bra and so it was like nice pretty thing no bra nice pretty thing no bra. he's like that was accurate <laughs> But then, so that, but that reminds me too, again, of one of the things that I personally like about um, uh, the Filthy Rich American series is that um, Royce is like so normal in the way that he talks. And like, I mean, I guess we don't get his internal monologue, but the things that he says aren't like, I feel like a lot of the stuff that authors will put into books, they're a there's a fair amount of it that is kind of more for shock value. Like, oh, like, let me say something that uh, that we don't hear guys say all the time. And then that'll be like the pull quote. And that's going to be in all the TikTok videos and stuff like that. And it's like, that's cool. But also, if you heard somebody say that in real life, like you, what, how, what, you might not react the same way that you're reacting. And like, you want the viral line, like for marketing. And the same thing is like, like, reading like when they like spitting like he's like and he spit in her mouth and you're like like but that's not how you maybe would really react like in the moment necessarily unless you're like really like in the moment but at the yeah it's like that shock that like shock factor while you're like into reading a spicy scene is like definitely more of like and we've talked before about how that like some authors kind of write a little bit too much to the audience and sometimes I feel like some of those spicy lines I'm like feel like you were not staying true to the scene and you were trying to just like have something really that would like stand out yeah but yeah exactly but I agree like filthy rich Americans first of all Royce was a gem. I was like, this is amazing. And then McAllister, I was like, even his, I was like, they weren't so over the top. Like, I feel like I've read characters like him who have similar kinks and like preferences and they can be written so over the top and it's just too much. But with him, it felt really natural for his character. There's one line that I can't get over him. <laughs> What was it? It's, uh, do you like how daddy fucks you? And I'm like, I... I thought it was funny because he was so not into it. Yeah, I felt like that, that even that feel felt authentic for the moment because they were experimenting with each other. And he was like... He knew yeah. she wanted to hear it, even though he was like, I can't, you can't call me that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, that's fair. 
it's also like my personal preference. Like it's, I have to like really be vibing yeah. to be into daddy. But <laughs> that's so. That's actually really funny oh, that God, you said that. It. Like, like how authors are writing through the tropes, and that's that's why I feel like I haven't like nothing that I'm like okay, let me get out of this. Let me get out of this. Like, like about to happen slump kind of. Uh, and I think I'm now now there because I'm again like reading four books at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I've been like, ugh, I don't want to do this anymore because I've 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 I've, off, I've often recently felt like I am reading a book that I've already read, and it's usually like releases from like the past couple of years where I'm like, this is a book that you're you're writing to the audience because you're right or you're writing to the market or whatever. Uh, but I did download today a book that I was like as friend of the pod Teresa read it mm-hmm. and apparently liked it and it's a very dark cowboy romance called Sovereign oh I saw her edit of that and I messaged her so just before we started recording I read the first chapter of it um promising it's giving nodded but maybe not so traumatic not a admin um but it has a three-page list of triggers <laughs> so I, I like opened it and i was like oh hello because oh it's God. it's kind of wild uh okay well if it's more traumatic than knotted in that series then yeah but there's, i'm like pretty much any content warning that you could come up with is in this because there's there's trigger warnings and tags and then there's sexual content tags and warnings separately <laughs> So, um, it's a lot, but, and it's only like 340 pages. So I'm curious as to all, how all of those things are going to fit into this book. But I read the first chapter and cautiously optimistic. Dude, yeah. Knotted had me sobbing in the first like three chapters. Yeah. Those books are so good. I will never reread them. (laughs) That's an interesting take. I mean, but don't you have those books that you're just like, it's really good, and like, I don't know if I'm like ready to emotionally go through it again because you're even then, because then you know what's coming too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's like you have to take one to two business years to recoup. Yeah, for sure. But I'm excited for that one because now I'm like, that doesn't seem like a lot of stuff that I've read recently. I will report back hopefully next week with a positive review. Well, and Mary. You have rejoined Book Talk. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. I finally did it. It was like I knew exactly what I wanted to post and I just needed to take the time to do it. And then last night, because I was I I was gonna do it yesterday and then I didn't I like just was like a sloth and just rotted most of the day. And so I was like, you know, I've gotta get up and like shower and do all these things today so I was like I'm going last night I just like took some time and like filmed some drafts of like things that I wanted to post about just so I could like get that's because that's what I used to always do especially with a talking video I would like in instead of writing down what I wanted what I was like gonna say I just film a, a first draft like talking through it and because when I realized that I didn't want to read off of something to like that I wanted to talk like more authentically in talking videos I figured out that just 
practicing out loud instead of so I'll do like one or maybe two drafts to kind of just like get my thoughts like in order out loud and that has that's like been a very like useful tool so I did that last night and was like okay Mm -hmm. I'm like ready and then I've had this idea of showing off my new Kindle and Kindle cover uh and so I did a like transition video and I like filmed it last night just like in the dark basically like in my living room with no lighting because my (laughs) tripod that has a light on it was hadn't been charged in forever and so I was like I'm just gonna film this and get like the clips right and then today in the daylight I one charged my uh um I charged my charged the tripod light and I charged my old Kindle so that in the video you'll be able to see um, how slow it is. Like I open it and you can see like what happens when I open my new one. My plan is to try to post every day oh my God. like for the next couple weeks to just like get like back into the algorithm. Yeah. So I've got like a bunch of kind of backlog stuff that I want to post. I am going to post some stuff about like the bookish details of my wedding and um also, I, of course, have to post a review of City of Salvation. Um, yep. So that's, yep. I'm going to finish that tonight. And then hopefully I can get a chance to film that tomorrow. Um, we'll see with my, I, in, I might be like in a hotel at like 11 p.m. filming it and then post it on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of like, I haven't posted anything in a while because I just somehow... Like, it really is a muscle. Like, when you get out of practice of doing it, like, every couple of days, I'm just like, oh, now I have to, like, drag out the tripod, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I also, like, have been DNFing books left and right again. So I'm like, I don't, I'm not liking anything right now, which is not true. I've read good books this year already. Uh, But I'm now, I'm like, now I have to talk about them, but I already did all the work of reading it. So, um, but I'm going to at least try to get back into my like week, weekly recaps because those are, those are fun to do. But then when I'm, sometimes I'm like, well, I DNF four books and I'm halfway through one. It's like not a really great recap always though. We'll see. I have, it's literally been like four months since I posted at least. So I'm like that there's all kinds of like features that weren't there. I like, it took me a little while to figure out like where stuff was I'm hoping that I because I haven't posted in so long that I get the like when you first sign up for TikTok and they like boost one of one or some of your videos so that you get like hyped about like being on that right I'm yeah so I'm hoping that then that means that I'll be able to get um get something to pop off again and then then I'll be back, back in action fully. Maybe I just need to start doing like acting like it's 2021 and again. No, okay. that was what I was going to say. I, in order to get myself hyped up to start posting again, I went back and watched a bunch of my old videos and was just like, yeah, I used to just like fucking start my camera and just be like, blah, 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 like talking and, and like all just like cute sounds and stuff and just like doing whatever. And I'm like, I feel like, I just need to get like let that flow again and start doing that more. And um, also, there's some things like I've gone back and watched like 
arc my stories archive on Instagram where I was like live reacting to books um, or just like talking like more at the camera in the middle of reading a book as opposed to like sitting down and being like, I just finished a book and here's my review, which is what mostly what I did on TikTok. And I want to start, I want to bring that into my TikTok too, where like, I'll just like film some thoughts, like as I'm going. Yeah. I feel like one of our, one of our ends for the year was like doing the content that like not overthinking it. I'm just like having fun with it. Exactly. Mary, you're at least you're much further than I am with that, but I'll get there. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm like, I feel like I'm more confident now in general that I can take the confidence that I had on TikTok, like in 2022 and mix that with my general confidence and be like, yeah. okay, now we're like, we're set. Like we've, we've, we've got this. Yeah. Yeah. Bonnie, what do you have on the deck on deck for her? your next read well let's see you know what i really need to read is uh I, part of my book buying ban is that now when i see books on netgalley i'm like well if i get it on netgalley then i don't have to buy it when it comes <laughs> which i'm not going to do anyway um but i need to read um the catch by amy lee oh me too yeah so i have that and then i I am working with a PR company who sent me another new L. Kennedy book. And Ooh. I really liked the Graham effect. And I still do not believe that L. Kennedy wrote it. <laughs> okay. I genuinely, it feels like it was a ghostwriter. Um, but I have this new book. I think it's called Girl Abroad. Let me just double check that. Yeah, it's Girl Abroad. It comes out on February 13th, same day as The Catch by Amy Lee. And um, it sounds really cute. So I'm going to give it a shot and see. Like, But like I said, I really want to read fantasy. Okay. So I'm, I've been trying to get back into some fantasy books. I'm just like, need, I do want the more like complex read. So I have The North Wind, which I had put off finishing once I found out I wasn't going to be able to read the second one. And now... Justin got me the second one for Christmas by buying me a special edition that was like on sale on eBay. What? Dude. <laughs> Good job, Justin. Yeah. Shout out to Janine because she is the one who sent me the listing. And then I sent it to Justin and was like, if you needed another Christmas present for me, this, this is the only book I require. And so, like I said, both of those books, it's like the North Wind and the West Wind, and they're both out of print right now because they're coming out in traditional publishing this year, but not till like later in the year. So now I can read both the first and second and not be like crazy um, because there's like so much foreshadowing in the first book for what the second book is about. That was a good gift. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I um I also in the same vein at the same time as I was doing the skip the line for the wager about the shipwreck, uh there's another book that was interesting and it's a YA fantasy. And I like you'll re you would recognize this cover. Um The Firekeeper's Daughter. Who is it by? Uh Angeline Booley. Oh yeah, I've seen that. 
I feel like I know what the cover looks it like. It has like it's the it has like a butterfly kind of thing. Yeah, so I got that audiobook as a skip the line book. So I'm gonna read it, but it's um by a Native American I don't remember which nation she is a part of, but it's a Native American uh, author of, and the book is about Native American characters. So in, in an effort to diversify my bookshelf, I'm excited to read that. So Yeah, I I think my next okay. YA fantasy audiobook is going to be The Iron Widow. Oh, yeah. Katie Robert just recommended mm-hmm. that in a video and I was like sounds so she's so oh. she's a queen. I love her. Um somebody was asking for yeah. like queer um fantasy romance racks and they brought up that book. Yeah. Well, I was looking at the uh, the author when the like I own the sun uh drama was going on. Anyway, I looked up that author um, and saw one, I had seen the book around a lot and I was like, oh, I just kind of forgot about it. And then I was like, well, I like YA fantasy now. So of course, that sounds great to me. And then I saw that I think it's polyamorous um, or there's like a, a potential for it to be polyamorous, which is also what... I think you're right because look up the Katie Robert rec video because I'm pretty sure she does say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and then there's, um, uh, there are hints. There's a definite possibility that the, um, legend born series may turn into that as well. Um, but we'll have another two years for it. Right. Yeah. But it's set up like, to be like it's like a love triangle but they're queer and so which of course it's just like i it's what it is ya which again they kind of really didn't need to make the fmc 16 because everybody else is 18 they're all in college and there's literally there's honestly no real reason for her to be underage Every just wants some spice in the legend born series please no Honestly, no, that's not even what it is. It just is kind of bizarre that she's like the story was watered down a little bit. Um, no, it honestly just made me uncomfortable. It like because it's not watered down. Oh, okay. Like it's not spicy, but like she is legitimately (laughs) dating a guy who's at least 18 and like really likes him. And like, you know, in YA books, they get like. It's not on page spice, but they get like together. Yeah. And that hasn't like fully happened, but anytime they got close to it, I was like, <gasps> like, okay. even though I for sure did that with an 18 year old when I was 16, like, absolutely. But like at the same time, it makes me, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. It's, and, it, and it's so unnecessary. It's so manufactured, her being 16. That is like the, my only complaint about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could be a YA book with, it, it, they could have just made her be in college and have, like, and her dad be, like, really protective. Like, instead they made her. That's weird because I thought it would take place in college. Yeah, because, like, isn't it based at UNC or something? Yeah, so she's part of an uh, extended, like, college. It's, like, ECE. It's, like, extended college education or something. So it's, like, high school students can apply to be in this program. Yeah, so it's super manufactured. Instead of just making her a very, like, like having an overproductive dad who, like, didn't really, was like, you need to call me every week or whatever. Like, because I feel like that's, like, 
sort of what they like why she's in this like program like she i don't know it's i wonder an it's unnecessary they could have made it fully <laughs> ya zero spice and just had her be 18 like that still falls into the ya category so i feel like i wonder if those mm-hmm. books were more on the new adult rather than the young adult side as they got picked up by publishers and then the publishers maybe like pull it back a little bit because they'll think that like real adults real adults won't want to read like a fantasy book of this kind right but that's what i'm because that that's what i was saying about that's what i've said about um, what's our fuck uh the Signa Pharaoh. Belladonna and Fox Club. Yeah. Where it clearly is oh, not so a YA book, <laughs> but I feel like they just marketed it that way and they just Belladonna was like I was like squealing reading that. I was like, oh But the characters are all of age, whereas in Legendborn it's like Instead of, I think it was, I don't think they pulled back on like the spice or anything. I think they just aged the main character down. Like if, if, if it was the same thing, which they could have not done that, left it completely alone. And as of right now, it is a hundred percent totally appropriate for YA with everything that happens, but it would make me squeal less Mm -hmm. because it would be an 18 year old with a night. I think he's 19. So it's 18 instead of 16 yeah. and 19 you know what I mean like it would that, everything that's happened like they've literally just kissed like made out but like they got big feelings you know what I mean so it's like you don't know where it's yeah. gonna go and it's like even if it's just implied well, I, maybe as the story progresses she gets older and then who knows <laughs> right I mean I'm, that's obviously what's gonna happen but it's still just like huh Seems unnecessary for me. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What's out? Uh, unnecessarily aging down your characters. Just touch them up. They can still be in high school. All right. That's fine. Just make a grab bag right. in the mood. A true in the I mood for. In the mood for. Thank you guys for hanging out tonight. We're all so sleepy. Um, Shawnee, where can we find you? I'm at Shawnee Reads on Instagram and book. On Book Talk, on TikTok. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> where can we find you? Um, at Bond Reviews Books on Instagram and TikTok. And I am at The Vibrarian on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find the podcast at In the Mood for underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. And you can email us at, okay, In the Mood for pod at Gmail. This is always so fun. We'll talk next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You guys are like-